When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening around the planet. It's midday madness time, so you call, you get on. That's the midday madness promise. The next couple of hours, your calls, wall to wall, your calls, the next two hours. So dial that number and we'll get you on. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss. We'll get you on for the next two hours. That is the Midday Madness Promise. 1-300-736-736 is the open line. 1-300-736-736. That open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. The biggest ever EV sale is on now at Werribee Kia. So if you want to check out their electric range, it's there at Werribee Kia for you to check out. Uh, tell David, Janan, A, Jim, the whole team down there. We sent you 1-300-736-736 to join me. And the text machine is up and running, of course, but it's Talkback Radio. I'd rather have a chat to you about, well, we're starting with the trial game between Melbourne and Richmond. Uh, your thoughts on it, if you watched it, I'll give you my thoughts on it. But you can send through your text as well, 0433981116. Your new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. Already got a text from it. Um, you, never, you never want to reassess your thoughts based on one practice game, but... Um, there were a few things reassessed, and Richmond had one spot on its list to assess, and they've made the call. So Michael T. Lafau has been added to Richmond's list. Uh, we'll get Sammy Edmund to tell us a bit more about the Kiwi recruit, the ex-rugby league recruit who's joined Richmond, but they've jumped with that one in the last hour as well. Uh, one here from Joe on the text. Great news to hear Lafau being listed. Tigers VFL doing a great job. Uh, go Tigers, Joe from Mooney Ponds. Thanks for being the opening texter, Joe. But one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your thoughts on the trial? You never want to completely reassess what you're thinking, but Melbourne did nothing to make you confident that they could beat the best teams in the comp this September with that forward line. Now that could come in the coming weeks. Look, it looks good. It looks good on paper. You know, Van Royen, Fritch, Pickett, uh, Petty when he's back, Petrarca when he's resting. Um, and it was only a trial game, so no need to panic, except that Melbourne's problem against Richmond Sunday is the same one we were told they would fix. So that's the issue if you're a Melbourne fan. Did you see it? Melbourne's forward line still don't have one that gels. Van Royen flies for everything. He'll kick seven or eight one day this year. There's no doubt whatsoever. He's got the skill. But is he going to be consistent enough? How many other options do they have? There are other two best forwards, you could argue, Melbourne, are two guys they need in the centre square for ball-ups, Petrarca and Pickett, because they are a lot better when Petrarca, Pickett and Gorn are in the centre. So your thoughts on up one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A few things that I saw from it. Well, Josh Gibkiss back is going to be huge for Richmond. If they want to do this press-up defence where they try and lock the ball in their forward line, it didn't work early. I don't know if you're watching that game on the week on yesterday, but for Richmond, they considered a lot of goals early because pushing up hard 
to lock it in your forward line means there's a lot of space over the back. And if you let it over the back and it gets through, then you get scored against quickly. Josh Gibbs is going to help them play that kind of game. And I think he did help them play it to the point that they were able to get it right after about the first 15 minutes. Max Gorn's got no backup this year. So Brody Grundy's gone. There was a lot of debate on this show as to whether Brody Grundy was a good addition or a bad addition for Melbourne last year. He was great insurance to have, and they don't have that insurance now. Max Gorn's second ruck is a question mark. Um, Sam Naismith's going to be a good backup, I think, for Toby Nankervis. He looked like he's going to be okay. Sam Naismith, um, he was pretty competitive against Gorn in the ruck. Samson Ryan, not quite yet a number one ruck, and not quite yet a full forward a key forward, Samson Ryan. So he's still a bit of a work in progress. To me, Samson Ryan, not only a work in progress the way he goes about it, but he's a little bit slower when it comes to getting the ball to his hands and to his feet. He does telegraph it when he's going to handball it and kick it. So he's got to refine that act. Uh, but there is a number of stars that show that they're going to be class acts again. Uh, I'm a big Jack Viney fan. He was top 10 in the Brownlow this past year. He's a superstar. Cosy Pickett, superstar. But is he in the middle or is he in forward? Because what's that middle forward split? They looked a lot better, Melbourne, when Cosy Pickett was starting the centre square for the ball-ups. I think Bailey Laurie can go next level this year. I think Thompson Dow can go next level this year. I think Jack Billings has been a good pick-up over the summer. He looked like he's going to be the kind of recruit that you need to just add a little bit of oomph, and he can get plenty of it. Um, there's a number of players like Jacob Hopper who showed his class, even though it's early. Shea Bolton, he's a star, and he could, he's the number one player in the comp every now and then. You know, can, can he do it for a whole season? Uh, Noah Bolter Ford, is that going to work all year? Uh, and Jacob Kaziski, I think he's virtually your number three if you're Richmond right now. He's got to be the guy with Tom Lynch out, but when Tom Lynch comes back, I don't think you play Kaziski, Bolter, and Lynch in that forward line for mine. So your thoughts, one 736 if you'd like to join me, one 736 736 Your thoughts on that game, there's a few of mine. There's a heap of other stuff I can get to as well, but I'd rather get to your calls. Um, Caleb Windsor start on the wing on McIntosh. He looks a bit of a find as well. Um, I, again, I like, I like it when Bailey Laurie pushes forward. I think he's a pretty good ball user, so I think he's going to be a good addition. Steeler Green look good. He went back with the flight a couple of times in the forward line, though. He's got to be told not to jump. Little guys running back with the flight in a forward line, jumping against your key forwards who are coming forward, shouldn't be done. And I admire his um, aggression at the ball and admired his commitment, but I don't think you want your small guys running back with the flight, jumping at it. Kynan Brown looked really good as well, so he could be a good pickup. So there's a few of those things that we can get to as well if you want to throw me your thoughts. Jacob on the road, you're first up to talk the Tigers and to talk Melbourne and maybe uh, to tell me what your forward line's going to look like when Tom Lynch does come back. Welcome to you, Jacob. That's where you going, mate? Good. Yeah, I think that our forward line looks good there. I actually think so. some good flashes and and with, when Lynch comes back, Bolton could go back to defence and help Gidkiss. Because Gidkiss is still a second-year player. So you think Boulder's going to end up back in defence anyway, Jacob, come the end of the year? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it might rotate, it depends on who we play. But it's definitely uh, not a good sign for Melbourne, getting up 10 in a row from a forward line who no one expected us to do much and having to be the best defence in the comp. So it's yeah. a bad sign for Melbourne. Yeah, Jacob, just on that, though, I, I don't worry about that. I mean, I watched this game 
on the live stream. I wasn't there live. But I watched the game last year live where Hawthorne conceded a lot of goals to Geelong because they just kept kicking it inside into the corridor from half-back. So they just wanted to get it into the corridor. Melbourne were playing that kind of game. Melbourne just wanted to get it in there. So I don't think they should be too worried. I wouldn't be too worried if I was Melbourne about conceding four, uh, 10 goals in a row. Even though it looks bad on paper, and when you say it, it sounds bad. That's the last thing out of that game. And I know it's been harped on by a lot of people as being the number one thing out of that game that Melbourne should be concerned about. That's the last thing I'm actually concerned about because Melbourne just kept taking on those inside kicks. And in a trial game like this, I think that's what you need to do. Be aggressive in your game style with the way you want to play it. And this is the time to test it. Hawthorne tested it against Geelong at GMHBA Stadium earlier last year. They got absolutely smashed because Geelong just kept scoring on them to the point that Kane Corn said that Geelong's going to win the flag in daylight will come second. But it was because Hawthorne just wanted to be bold and try that game style in the preseason comp and they should trial it. So that's the last thing I'm worried about with Melbourne. I think it was good that they did it. I think it was interesting watching Richmond take the ball wide, to be honest. Melbourne gave them the boundary. And Richmond took it. So I'm not sure whether that's a Richmond game plan under Uze, where from half-back, instead of going for the inside kick like Melbourne did, they're quite happy to transition it wide along the boundary, or whether Richmond just reacted to what Melbourne was giving them and said, OK, we'll take that. We'll transition the ball wide, because why wouldn't we? Melbourne's giving it to us. It's crazy stuff if we don't use it. So I think uh, I'm not sure which one is true. Does Richmond want to transition it wide or did they just take it because it was so open and Melbourne gave it to them that they went with it? Great to have your call on it, Jacob. Uh, you're first up, so you've got something from us. You've got a Signet Boost Power Bank, valid at forty four ninety five coming your way. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. I've uh, got a few of those to give away as well. Dano in South Yarra, welcome to you. Dano, you've got a thought on this one 300 If you saw it or if you've got a thought on my thoughts and you didn't see it? Yeah, Dwayne, I've just got one thing I've got to say about Melbourne. And um, there was really only one thing that mattered yesterday as a big fan. And it was seeing Clayton Oliver back out there. He looked good. He looked sharp. He's, he's obviously taking him on a bit slowly. But that is the best sign as a D's fan because the reality is, you know, they've, they've won so much over the past couple of years, but they can't go far without Clayton Oliver. He's the best player in the team, I think. And just seeing him out there, you know, really felt good as a Melbourne fan after all the negativity. Yeah, look, it's, it's one of those situations where I was a bit wary of it, watching it, because I saw what Geelong did. So I was at Geelong's training uh, a week ago. Everybody knows that. If you listen to this show, yeah, I went to Geelong training. But it was a, it was a closed session, and I was invited in as a pass player. Geelong allows every pass player to come into any session, even if it's close to the media. So I was kind of there as a pass player, not a media rep. So I didn't stand there and take notes as to who was playing where, even though there were some interesting change-ups for the Cats. But one thing that was reported, and I was happy to report, is that the fact that everyone was fit for the Cats, even Gary Rowan, but they held Gary Rowan out of that internal trial, not because he's injured. He is 100% fit, but from my understanding, because he just had a bub and his sleep pattern had been interrupted to the point that I think he'd been doing a little bit of sleeping in chairs and he hadn't had a, a good process coming into that trial game to the point that they were happy to just play him. 
because the last thing you want is an injury from someone who's had a difficult prep. So I was worried that Clayton Oliver, off what's been a really difficult interrupted prep, was going to be vulnerable. I'm glad he got through physically as well as mentally, Dano, so I'm 100% with you. And Sammy Edmonds going to bring us an update a little bit later on because you do have to make sure you are careful with guys who haven't done the training work. And I was really impressed with Geelong doing that with Gary Rowan. Even though he was fit to play and he did laps and was doing kicking skills, they made sure that they didn't risk him in that internal trial. Um, so there's been a couple of other signings as well. Uh, if Richmond are relying on Cozzy, um as a permanent forward option. If Melbourne's relying on Cozzy as a permanent forward option, it'll be a long year for them. I think I think Cozzy is a great permanent forward. It's just that he looks like he's going to be an even better midfielder. Dano and South Yarra, thanks for your call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Hawthorne's also officially signed VFL defender Ethan Phillips to its rookie list as a supplementary player as well. So there's a few of those that have been named. Back to your calls after a quick break. Got a few things to give away, including some Brick Lane dining experiences for two, including a three-course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, The Taste of Summer, and a few more Signet Boost power banks as well. And we've got a couple of Dwayne's World T-shirts. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your thoughts on what you saw yesterday? I've given you mine. And we'll go back to your calls after this. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. I felt terribly sorry for Van Ryan and their forwards. I mean, they were just kicking predictably to the same place, and it felt a bit disheartening if you're a Melbourne supporter, albeit being a match simulation, that uh, there was just long bombs to the... Jacob Van Ruin's not a huge person either. He needs the football place to his advantage. So he was on a hiding to nothing, and they haven't... Well, Pickett's obviously a, a great small forward, but they haven't got a, a range of small forwards down there. They're still trying with Chandler. Brown's a first-year player, looked, looked impressive, but obviously they're not going to rely much on him. They've got to change their ball movement. There's no doubt about that. I think they need to do a lot more work the way they move the ball off half-back uh, so they can get some clean entries into their forward 50 that gives their forward space. Pete Ryan with Jared Whateley earlier today. So he used the word disheartening. And as I mentioned off the top, uh, Melbourne's forward line, they still don't have one that gels. And that's what they spent the whole summer on. And the early signs, even though their early signs weren't great, but they can still fix it. But they've been telling us all summer they're going to fix it. A couple of texts. Well, back to your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 if you saw it. And your thoughts, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the open line. A couple of texts on the way through. It's still a trial game. Melbourne's still top eight, but I was glad to see Gibkiss back, and I'm a fan of Samson Ryan and Green. Look good, but needs to stay grounded when the big boys fly all over. Uh, 100%. He's got to stop jumping back into the pack, back with the flight. Uh, but it's probably not a bad um, bit of aggression from the youngster, Steely Green, to tell him to stop running with. Uh, Joe, thanks for your text. Um... In 2024, the D's had McDonald at centre-half forward and Ben Brown at full forward. They would lead up to the kicker. Uh, due to injury issues, they haven't been able to copy the structure. Scott, yeah, it's OK to say, OK, well, one here on the text. When Melbourne will out Petty, Van Royen, Fritch, McAdam, Pickett and Chandler, things will look a whole lot different. Yeah, Petty's not going to be around for a while. So you've got to get that fixed and fixed straight away. You can't just have a makeshift thing that doesn't gel waiting for Petty 
to come back. Yeah, I know Petty's a star, but uh, it's it's going to be an interesting transition for him to get back into that team. I'm not so much worried like Pete Ryan about the ball movement. Melbourne wanted to run it through the corridor, straight down the spine, and I like it. I like it, but their forward line still doesn't gel. Now, whether you go to the short pass option with Van Ryan on the lead or whether you go deep to the, to the goal square, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, which one you take, as long as you take the right option that's available for you at the time. You can't have a hard and fast rule to go to the top of the square long, and then when you look up for that kick, it's a three-on-one against your guy. You have to take the spare guy, and that might be someone on the lead 45 metres from goal. So you have to be good enough to know which option to take. That's the decision-making process that they've been training a lot of these teams via the video tech that you've got now. But I do like the fact that Melbourne run it down the spine, or did at least run it down the spine a lot yesterday. Dwayne, Ari, Melbourne and Richmond. I think we've found a new, or a few with Kynan Brown and Caleb Windsor. Both look very comfortable. Uh, I thought Verrill will be a backup. Look good in the ruck. Thanks for that. Um, Oliver showed he'll start round one. No Salem, Brayshaw, Spargo, Deans. These will be thereabouts. Yeah, hopefully Clayton Oliver will be able to front up round one. And we'll have Sammy Edmund on after two to talk to us about the latest with Clayton Oliver. Gibkiss allows Bolter forward. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, Melbourne were very poor. It's not going well. Richmond rested so many. Craig, uh, Dwayne, where do you buy Richmond grand final tickets? Nathan, uh, nice one, Nathan. Thank you. Um, and uh, one, Dwayne, 10 unanswered goals. Who cares? It happens. Sometimes teams get a hot run on. You are aware uh, that last... Year round four, the Lions kicked 10 arts of goals against the Premier's Con. That's exactly what I said. That's the least I'm worried about out of that game, the 10 arts of goals, because Melbourne were biting off that difficult inside the corridor kick from half back, and they wanted to stick with it because it was a trial game, even though they were getting carved up on turnover. Back to your calls, though. one 736 John in Port Augusta has been holding the longest, so we better get to you, John. Welcome to you. Yeah, hi there, Dwayne. Yeah, I watched a bit of that yesterday. I watched a fair bit of it. Did um, Kane McCaw play at all? He, even in the, he even in the non... He did? They had to go, the young lad yeah. from Central Augusta. Yeah, go. he didn't get much of a run, John. He didn't get much of a run in, the, in the, the main four quarters game. But it's hard to assess him right now, John. So I haven't really seen a lot of him off the ball. I've seen him when he was on camera. But we'll be actually going to a few trial games, or this show will be going to a few trial games this week. So I look forward to seeing more actual live games as opposed to watching the live stream. So we're going to broadcast Wainswood live from Icon Park this Thursday for the Carlton Geelong game. And we're going to broadcast live from Witten Oval this Friday for the Bulldogs Hawthorne game. So we'll be there live, John. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of these guys, these games live. And um, are we expecting any new? Shows on the Mighty Fox footy at all this year. And I'm like, I'm like Saturday night, that Saturday night show that a couple of years ago, brought back sitting down with a quiet red wine and having all that in the middle mm. of winter. That was good fun. Are there any John, we're two weeks away. The yeah, Sorry? we're two weeks away from the Fox footy love in, John. So it's at the love in that we get uh, explained what's happening, new shows, what we're doing next. Um, so that's I'm looking forward to it like everybody else is. John, I haven't really spoken to anyone at Fox as to what's new, what's happening that's new. Um, but um, the the Dwayne's World Live that I threw up for a Tuesday night, John's been knocked back. So you won't be able to call me live on Fox footy from 6.30 on a Tuesday. But we'll see how we go down the road with my own show on Fox. John, uh, how would you like that? Would you come on? 
I would. I would ring. I would ring for sure. <laughs> well, at least I've got one supporter. Great to have you called, John. Always love to have you on.